Hi, welcome to Antone Knows. This is episode 97. I'm your host, Antone. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm a film critic as well as a partaker of popular culture. And unfortunately, as a, being a movie critic, I like to talk about all kinds of movies. I actually found out there's a term for it called a cinephile. That's people who like movies. And I like all kinds of movies. I like fun movies. I like adventure movies. And once in a while, I like serious movies, too. But I find only a bunch of my circle of friends actually want to talk about dramas. So today, we're going to talk about one particular drama. Now, it has one era of popular culture. It's starring Brandon Frazier. Now, you may remember him from the Mummy movies, and he was in Gods and Monsters, and he was in a lot of other big movies. He got injured during one of the Mummy movies, and that kind of tried to put it into his career. Then he was assaulted at the Golden Globes, and he kind of just faded away for a while. So now he's come back, and he's gotten a lot of acclaim for this movie, The Whale. And he, uh, he really does earn it because he goes through a lot of personal pain is brought out there on the screen. This movie feels a lot like a stage play and is based upon a stage play. It only takes place in this little apartment, the second level apartment, and he and people come in, they come out, and they're kind of he has to stay there because he's an immobile. He uh he is so overweight and fat that he can't even stand up on his own two legs without a walker. This movie is mainly about pain. Personal pain pain within your uh, body, and pain with that uh, is in your heart and in your soul. Okay? So this is a really interesting movie to talk about. What I love about movies is some movies you forget about in five minutes, some movies you remember forever, and some movies you talk about long after the movie is over. So we meet this fella, Charlie, that's who Brandon Frazier plays, and he's a teacher, he's an essay teacher. Now, his life is a giant mess besides being uh, overweight. He has a severe heart condition, and uh, he's really obsessed with this one little essay about a Moby Dick. Moby Dick is subtitled The Whale. That's one of the reasons why this movie is called that. And he keeps reading it. He, he's committed it to memory. And eventually we find out why he's committed to this, why he's obsessed with this. Because everybody in this uh, sort of stage movie play is holding up a sign saying, I've got a secret, and eventually it unravels over time. So we find out about Chai. Uh, he she tells him, "You've got to go to the hospital. Your heart, you'll be dead by the end of the weekend." He tells her, "Then I better correct all the essays that I've been given." So the clock is ticking, and we actually literally feel that from the beginning of this movie all the way to the uh, end. She wants him to. Because she's actually one of his only other friends. She actually cares about him a great deal. And she knows that she's going through a lot of pain herself because of her brother and all these other scars that she is carrying. She's 
telling him, look, you're my friend. I want you to, you know, get some help. And he's like, no, I have no money. I have no money for health insurance. I'm, I'm just doomed. Is that a lie? Uh, I, th I think so, yeah. But you're, as an audience member, while you're watching this, you don't know that until the end of this uh, play. Or movie, I should say. So, Charlie feels that the only thing he's ever done really right in his life was have this daughter. Now, he has an ex-wife, and she is um, really in a lot of trouble. Uh, her name is Mary, as Susan Maria, okay? And she, she basically can't deal with that he left her for a man. Now, we don't really get into that relationship with his man. We're given hints about it, who he was. He keeps his room perfectly preserved, like it's never been touched. He even has the room locked. But he is so disabled that he can't even, like he drops the key, he can't even pick up the key, and so forth. And then the next person that's in his life uh, is this uh, missionary. Okay, the missionary is uh, named Thomas. Okay, that's a hint too. A lot of biblical names. Now, in the um, Moby Dick, there's a lot of uh, uh, biblical names. Ahab, Ishmael, you know, Starbuck. They're all biblical names. Well, that, that also uh, gives into this. And Charlie's... Uh, uh, is trying to help this guy. For some reason, Thomas keeps coming back there for the, some reason. Usually a missionary comes there and you tell them, I don't need, I don't want your message, and they leave. But he stole some money from this uh, group that called them New Life. They're, going, they're more or less preaching about the end of the world. And like I said, the clock is ticking and sort of Charlie's world is slowly coming to an end. This one little apartment, this one little life. And he's trying to basically put his affairs in order. Now, so Thomas is struggling with who he is. Now, the, third, the fourth or fifth character that comes into it is uh, Charlie's uh, daughter. Now, his, her mother thinks she's evil. And she does have a really mean streak, and she's not a very pleasant person. She's using social media to uh, uh, blackmail people and hurt people for some reason. She gets Thomas to confess about what he did, and, uh, and, and she basically tells his parents. And then there's this little bird. I, if anybody has seen this movie besides me, uh, why is the... Uh, the bird I represents life, or it represents death. That's usually a sort of metaphor. But I, does she kill the bird? I really, I'm really uh, for kind of forgotten about that because, besides this movie being very painful to watch, is is immensely shocking. We'll get we'll get to that in a minute. All right, and so she's just very mean. So Charlie says, "I'll give you all my money in the bank." Again, he lied about not having money for health insurance. Because he just feels the only thing that he really wants to live for is to give his daughter whatever he has left. And she's like, look, 
you know, you'll pay me everything I have in the bank. Just let me help you with your essay, and that way you'll be able to pass high school. And his wife and him kind of have this tender moment. She still kind of cares about him because she knows how much pain he's in and how much sadness he's in. And you really don't know what happened to the significant other until, like, about midway through the movie, we find out that he committed suicide. Yeah, we cover a lot of heavy-duty subjects in this movie, that that he died because of this new life thing. He felt that God had abandoned him. So a lot of struggles with faith, a lot of struggles with uh, social identity, about who you are and where you're from. As my cousin likes to talk about, the human condition. Now, so the only other character is this fella named Dan, played by, uh, I, I, I don't know if I can pronounce his name, Sasha Salvian. He's this, you don't see him until almost the very end of the movie. He calls out the child, you okay in there? And he says, yes, because he can't even, he's so afraid to come out onto his porch to go and he, the only time he is, he waits for the pizza delivery guy to go, picks up his pizza, and then goes and eats it. Everybody has some kind of vice alcohol, drugs, or food. There's another one too, but food here is his crutch. He's just so depressed about his uh, uh, boyfriend dying. He was really in love with him, and he just feels that, you know. It's the end. Now, his class he teaches online, and uh, he, uh, they don't see him because he pretends the camera's broken. But it's, it's, the camera's perfectly fine. So he uh, tells them, uh, mid, midway through, he has everyone in his life just basically abandons him. His caregiver looks like she walks out the door. The... Daughter gets pissed off about him because of the wife coming in there and having an argument with him. She walks out the door. She comes back, though. And then the mom gets real mad at him, and and they have one little tender moment where she hugs him and talks about this one time they went to the beach and they were very happy at one time they walked to the, uh, to the ocean. Now, he was always been a big guy, but now he's just crippled. So... After that, she just blows up at him and, and tells him off, and that's it. So then he tells off his class. He writes them, a, a, he says, write something honest. That's what he tells them all. Because his daughter is basically blatantly obvious. She talks about Walt Whitman, like, you know, oh, he's not such great, and blah, blah, blah. And she, he's just surprised by her honesty. Now, that, this performance by this actress, brilliant, incredibly brilliant, because after I saw her, I sat there and I said, yeah, that's more or less describes every teenager I've ever met, mad at the world and mad at everybody. Everybody goes through that, I guess, when they're a teenager. Uh, now, he, then we get to the more shocking part of this film. Now, I don't recommend you eat while you watch this, because... Uh, I had a soda, and I just looked at it, and I went, nah, I'm not, I don't feel like drinking it right now. He, he Charlie decides that he's going to commit suicide, and how he's going to do this is by eating to death. 
like uh, Nicolas Cage did in Leaving Las Vegas. He was going to drink himself to death. He's going to eat himself to death. He's going to eat pizza, eat uh, all the food that's in the refrigerator, eat candy, and it's it's nauseating. It's disgusting. And he um, he also has a fight with Thomas before this because he, Thomas tries to tell him, you know, you could find real faith. You can find God will find you and God will help you. And he's like, no, no, you know, I'm disgusting and all this other stuff. So uh, before this, he reveals himself to his uh, his class online, and they're all shocked by it. He smashes his laptop. He tries to commit suicide, and then he vomits. Finally, the caregiver comes back and tries to give him more comfort, tries to help him, and... Uh, I guess she she just cares about him so much. And uh, his daughter comes back because he gives her the essay that she wrote when she was a kid because that's why he's obsessed with this essay so much because he uh, loved her and thought it was blatantly obvious about the story about Herman Melville's The Whale and he, or Moby Dick. And he, tell, she, he tells her, goes, why did you give this in? It's this really good essay. And she says, please read it to me. Because uh, if you know anything about uh, heart conditions, the, the caregiver's like, he's dying. He, he starts to slur his words. It's like his mind is slowly starting to shut down. Brilliantly performed by Brendan Fraser. You would really think that this has really happened to him. So she reads the essay to him. One last time, and he does something that she tried to get him to do at the, the, towards the middle of the film, which was stand up without a walker. He stands up, and then he dies. The movie fades to black, and that's the end. Now, what I really loved about this uh, movie score, it sounds like whale sounds. I'm a sucker for a good cello. Cellos are a beautiful musical instrument, and they... Wow, they, they just it just feels your heart with emotions. Okay? I would appreciate everybody if they could share this. And also, I would love it if everybody would uh, talk about this in the comments below when you get this on Facebook. Now, does he deserve Best Actor? Yes, he definitely does. He, uh, Brandon Fraser said that not only he... Now, he wore a fat suit for this because... It would be way too dangerous for him to gain all this weight, right? He, he uh, wore prosthetics on his face so that he made him look more uh, grotesque and so forth. And, and he took some big risks because, you know, he's a handsome guy. He's, he was, you know, a macho guy. If you've seen him in the Mummy movies, he's strong. He looks like, a, like Indiana Jones. You know, that's basically the look they were going for. And he is just... Uh, he can't walk, so he went to uh, doctors and stuff, like, and these uh, people who have disability diseases, who can't walk and can't bathe themselves and need a caregiver to do something, and they sit on a couch and can barely get. A, he made sure he walked the way they walked. He he talked the way they talked. He made sure that that. So he does not play like an imitation here. He really gives us a real character and a real performance as though this was really happening to him. Everyone else in this cast is good, 
too. They're really well uh, done. It's going to be a race between him and Joyce Butler. If you haven't seen Elvis yet, because he even said himself, at first he just watched footage of Elvis and said, well, you know, I'm doing an impression. I don't want to do an impression. So he went back to what they call animal work, which is a acting uh, exercise. And you, uh, he wanted to, like, walk the way Elvis walked, but not to do an impression. So he was bringing in that. Brendan Fraser's bringing this. The movie is not nominated for Best Picture. I don't know why. Uh, I guess they just needed to fit something in there. There's, they had all these other films. Which one will win? I, I don't know. It's actually a really interesting race. The movie that's winning all the awards right now is Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is a very strange, like, Quantum Leap-type movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. It's cleaned up all the other awards. We'll see. So Beyond the Whale here, uh, have you watched that movie yet? Have you watched any of the nominees yet? I've at least, I try to at least watch two or three before we get to Oscar time. Oscars are next week. ABC is actually going all out to tell everybody the Oscars are on next Sunday. Do you watch? I've been watching since I was a little kid. I try never to miss it because I feel like that's a part of of me. Good good old Anton. I know what uh, I was. Oh, I got I can't. I got to watch the Oscars that night. You know. So are you gonna watch? Let me know in the comments below when you get to Facebook and see my picture. You'll see uh, uh, me, and you can talk about this in any way you want. Please share this with your friends. Say, hey, I listened to this great podcast, and there's this Time Lord we know, right? I guess. Next time on Anton Knows, we'll try to talk about the Fred Dreyer, uh, the new uh, Fred Dreyer's dinosaur movie, which he is a space traveler who gets trapped on Earth 65 million years in the past. We'll try to talk about that. Or we'll talk about the Muppet movies. I'm, I'm thinking about planning to do the Muppet movies, which we'll talk about all the classic Muppet movies from the Muppet movie all the way through the Dark Crystal, Labyrinth, and the other films that were made by Hanson's production company and uh, some of the TV movies. Let me know. Okay, I'll see you again on another Anton Knows, and I'll see you next time. Bye.